So welcome to the Upping Your Elvis Energy Experiment. So um, I'm joined today with my business partner, Jim Lusty, who's been uh, taking part in these energy experiments with me for always about three years we've been doing this now, isn't it, Jim? Three years, yeah. Three Getting years. better and better. Yeah. And we basically try things out for a month and see if it helps our energy. And we have had a corker this month because... We've got to play with the wonderful Emily Graves from The Living Project. Uh, welcome, Emily. Great to have you on. Thanks for having me. And thanks so much for, um, yeah, accepting the challenge of um, of The Living Project, getting outside, um, energy experiment. I'm Yeah, I'm super grateful to be here and very excited to hear how you guys got on. Oh, uh, well, we've had some fun. Well, look, and, and this kind of came about in a slightly odd way, wasn't it? We, we connected up um, a few months ago, didn't we, Emily? We had a chat about what you were doing and what we were doing. And we went, look, we just have to do something because um, uh, it just felt like the, the chemistry was there. We've got very similar ethos. Um, and then lo and behold, you set us a four week challenge, which was all about going out into nature and feeling all. But before we dive into that, can you explain a little bit about who you are and what the, the Living Project is? Yes, um, so I'm Emily from The Living Project. I'm one of three, we call ourselves the one of the three witches. Um, and my two um, business partners are both, um, their backgrounds is uh, leading expeditions um, all across the world, so kind of mountain leaders. Um, and I guess The Living Project is born out of them realising that quite often in the expedition world, there's... Um, there's a, a sense of kind of conquering a landscape or moving through something um, that you you kind of overcome and and that potentially some of the mindfulness element of of connecting with nature or being in a landscape can be lost and that it can also feel quite um, not as accessible for everyone um, and so they created the living project and I joined uh, about just under 18 months ago and our, our vision or our purpose is to get as many people outside into stunning wild landscapes to um, to connect with ourselves um, and then each other so going out in small groups and obviously connect with the world around us and the idea is that that wild adventure or that time being outside will will inspire life and you know bubble into other areas of our lives so that the adventure or that time doesn't just stop there um yeah. so yeah that's the living project and we work with adults and very privileged to work with young adults and school school children as well love it love it and obviously yeah. Nature is a big part of our lives. Mine and Jim's are actually a big part of our ethos. We were constantly sending groups out into nature and they come back very changed and um, and somewhat more attuned to the world in which we live. So, so we're huge fans of doing that. But it was nice to work with some people who've got a, a different take on it and a different kind of um, uh, tune into that. So um, so very simple challenge. Basically, we had we had four weeks of playing, of going outside. Um, the idea is that we were, we were going to experience some more awe um, out in nature. And, um, and and Jim, talk, talk us through a little bit of what you experienced over those four weeks. So, I mean, all I so I just add that I mean, I've always uh, tapped into nature to uh, energize myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I've always gone there. I think what, I, what I've always noticed though is I've always I can be quite busy. It's actually what you were saying about how you can go on this journey and this quest and you go through gorgeous nature, but actually you can miss a lot of what you can get from your environment. And um, what I loved about this 
experiment was, well, I loved having a sit spot that I could go back to. Mine was up a tree, mm. actually. So uh, nice. I had a little ladder and there's a, it's a platform that we use for other things, but I used it for my sit spot. And um, I loved the structure of just sitting there quietly. <laughs> so I, I think we talk a bit about this in Elvis. You know, we, we spend a lot of our time thinking about the future, about the past. And often we don't just sit and be present. And um, I got loads of benefit from doing that. Um, and actually the, the exercises that you shared that built on that to help us become even more present and sensitize ourselves even more to the environment we, we find ourselves in, it just amplified that. But I guess, so what I noticed was it takes me a little while to slow down and appreciate. So I went, the first few times I went and sat in my sit spot up my tree, I'm in my head going, I've got a call to make. I'm doing my, I've got my list of list of to-dos. It's all very busy. It took me quite a long time for all of that just to drop away and for me to relax. And then the first thing I noticed was how chilled out nature is. <laughs> and it's just, it just works at its own pace. It's been doing it forever. And I realized it's sort of, there I was just in my house, hundred meters away in this bubble of busyness. And out here, nature's just getting on in its own beautiful mm. way, doing its own beautiful thing. And when you plug into that, it, you can belittle that noise in a really healthy way. You can put it in perspective and actually get really good perspective back for what's important to you. And obviously, the benefits of that energetically are I'm calmer. I have more clarity on what's really important. I, I step out of my tree, my tree sits spot feeling stronger and more focused. So all of those energies, fantastic. And obviously week one was just sitting and, and noticing that. And that's what I got from that. I really loved then the breathing exercise at the start to then really, you know, that just accelerated my sensitivity. All of my sense, senses starts to come to life a lot more. And then journaling. I mean, I didn't journal, although I love journaling. I used our Talk It Out app to then at the end, use that focus and that clarity to really land some useful points for me so um i, I loved it i loved it and i love i loved for that forcing myself to do that because if i don't i'll find myself in beautiful west sussex looking at the downs but i won't i won't it won't give me the energy that it can give me if i just prioritize 20 minutes to sit and experience the awe of nature that's what i'd say so that's my first. And, uh, yeah. and, I, look, and I think it's really interesting, your observation of how uh, you had to force yourself to do it. Because I found myself early on, I'm slightly embarrassed by this, Emily, but I, I found myself sitting in my beautiful spot, which actually I do go to quite regularly. It is one of my favourite places. Thinking, oh, who do I phone? Oh, I've got 20 minutes. Who should I phone now? And I, and I honestly, I caught myself doing it. I was thinking, well, this productivity overdrive that I've got myself into just needs to just be quiet, just get back in my pocket. Um, and I had to really push myself to do that. But, but once I'd done it, I noticed that the tuning in, and actually by the way, the breathing and uh, and the journaling, I think were great ways to accelerate the quietening of my mind so that I could connect more deeply with nature. And I thought that was that was really useful. And and, and as Jim says, you know, we've got this, this crazy busy lives. There's a, there's a moment where you suddenly stop the busyness and you tune into what's around you. And what I found myself noticing is that 
Yes, nature is very slow, Jim, and it's doing its stuff its own way. And it's around us, it's been doing it for years. But actually, I started to feel like I became part of it because I'd slowed and I got still. Birds were coming really close. There were, you know, there were rabbits in the field. All of a sudden, it felt like I was kind of in harmony with them rather than, you know, somebody who just, you know, bluster through and they'd all disappear. So, so I really liked that, that kind of peace and stillness and what it gave me. But I was just struck by how hard it was to do at the beginning, yeah. slightly embarrassingly. <laughs> I, I think you raise a really good point because there are, and, and I know that there are barriers, of course, and we'll always find a reason, won't we, to do the thing that actually takes a bit of effort. And I think viewing it as, as a practice um, that, that's like a constant work in progress rather than this kind of like perfected idea that we go outside exactly the same time and we do it like right, you know, and I think that and we have to do it like seven, seven days a week at this certain time and then it just becomes like quite a big thing and I was and I was really conscious because when I set the experiment and, and I was like, yeah, you know, the idea it would be great to do it every day because obviously the more time you're spending outdoors, the more you're going to experience everything that you've both just shared. Um, but equally, then it becomes something that just feels like harder because you're adding in something. But obviously, you add something in, but then everything else maybe starts to feel a little bit easier. So it's just, and I think, and I know we, we might get onto this, but it's is um is how can we overcome some of those barriers by just making it as easy as possible um, for ourselves to begin with and starting. And maybe you know, twenty minutes is is quite a significant chunk of time. Mm -hmm. So it could be like that it's two minutes or three minutes or that it just feels someone said to me, in fact, it was my meditation teacher that five minutes is like a chunk of time. But if someone says to you, if you've got five minutes, you're like, oh, it's kind of like five minutes. But they're like, have you got like two minutes? You're like, yeah, I've got two minutes, it's not even like a real amount of time. So so I wonder if there's something in there around the length of time. But equally, I, I, I hear you on that it takes a certain amount of time yeah. for us to drop in to that place as well and to start to to um to break the habits of like who can i ring how can i fill this time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah I, but i think with the with the 20 minutes i think you you need to force yourself to do that uh for a period of time to get to help yourself to, to remind yourself about what's really out there for free uh and you can see the value of it so that then when you do get busy and other stuff comes in and and actually, maybe you realise you need to get that again. You know, you can go there much more quickly. And maybe you don't do it every day. But when you need it, you, you've got that discipline that's now in you because you've got that habit and that awareness. And you know the things you need to do to get to get all the benefits of that, of what nature can give you more quickly. So maybe I'm looking at the shortcut now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we're all good at. But... But actually, to, to echo Chris's point as well about how nature comes alive around you, you know, I did say that nature's slow, but actually there's a, there's a lot of energy out there as well. The wind, all the noises, you know, there's a busyness to nature as well as that, that calmness. You know, there's a real energy to it. There's different energies going on out there, I guess. It's all yeah. at a seemingly slow pace, but yeah. boy, there's a lot of buzz. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of buzz. Maybe it's spring. Maybe it's the spring energy that I was tapping into. Yeah, definitely. And and um and I think I mean I'm looking out my window now, it's snow, so and it's like, oh it's March, it's spring, but I think it's and I think there's something about the the power and the simplicity of of a sit spot or somewhere that you go to regularly 
but I'm also very conscious that that could feel like a privilege that we have somewhere where we can go that's like this perfect um you know natural wild environment and so I guess it's thinking about where to um where to each of us is there somewhere and it might be that it's just near a tree or it's in a park or and I think it's 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 just making it as accessible as possible but like you said if it is somewhere that you can return to at least regularly then you start to notice or just deepen your connection with that place you start to see that actually you know as the as we move through the year that the buds on the trees that you might not have noticed before and there are all these subtleties going on and these layers that if you just turn up um you know once a month that you might not you might not see but that over time you can just like tune into more and more and i and i think that 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 real that realization of how um how incredibly interconnected everything is as well is something well i guess i'm curious i'm putting it out there is does it feel like that's something that you've taken into other areas of of your life and, and maybe work well the the interconnectedness yeah yeah <clears throat> there's something very interesting about it i think so one one of the appeals for this uh this month's energy experiment for me is that years ago i you know i'm not particularly good at focusing and therefore meditation i used to get very frustrated with i mean i could i can go inside you know all day long and, but nothing really changes in my, in my life and it didn't really feel like i accomplished a lot so i've been working with a coach now for, for many many years and his way of helping me uh actually get my energy right is to connect with nature and actually to connect with things outside of me as a way of calming my mind and becoming present so so actually the exercise of going into a sit spot connected with nature is is a fantastic way of just grounding things out getting the clarity that you need and um and, and much better kind of thinking about who you are and, and what's important to you right now rather than what's happening next so so that energy in itself i, I tend to find is incredibly appealing it's one that you can forget about amazingly quickly. It's almost as if we are born with this amnesia that, you know, we'll, we'll go and do it and go, oh, that was amazing. And the next day, we've got no consciousness that ever happened. It's, it's just crazy. What I loved about this experiment was you heightened it by doing it in a regular way and making it part of your daily habit without it being onerous, as you say, because we don't want more homework. It was a fun thing to do, but it's regular enough. I found myself connecting into that more often. Therefore, I think I did better work as a result of it because I was more aware of myself the connections that, that need to happen for us to do stuff that's meaningful. So it certainly had that impact. And I, and I did find, you know, your point about, yeah, I'll be privileged if we can, you know, I've got an amazing oak tree that's hundreds of years old that I sit under and I'm very lucky to have that view. But, you know, a lot of us can't do that every day. You know, th there was a video I made when we were in a car park outside of Heathrow and I still found some green. I still found some air and some light. I still had a connection. It's a different connection, but it's, it's, it's there. And it's almost like as long as you go out and you have intention, connection will still happen there will be still some meaningful benefits as long as you go into it with that so I thought it's a really useful reminder and I and I definitely get the ripples uh, you know the, the ripples impacting how I show up every day with, with, with not just the work that I do but the people that I live with you know so yeah it, it works it works for me definitely I, lo I love the reflection of the of the intention because it's it's like anything isn't it you can turn up to a meeting and not actually be that intentional or, or a conversation or or dog walk and you're just you know like you said you're, you're somewhere else but as soon as you, choose, you you intentionally arrive into that place then 
it's like wow you can you can see and, and so much and i and uh, yeah i think that's a that's a great reflection yeah no i really enjoyed it and look and, and those those tune-ups were great so um so obviously we are huge fans of breathing one of our first experiments was with michael townsend breathing guru who basically taught us how to do it much better than we ever did so getting the breath in really really helps obviously we've got talk it out as a way of helping process but we love a bit of journaling so that was a really useful thing but what i was um i, I really enjoyed was shaking it out <laughs> so talk us through shaking it out emily because you made me giggle um so i started shaking well um so shaking is um it's it's something that animals do very regularly to release any kind of like shock or trauma and quite often use the example of like you'll see a little rabbit jump out of a hedge and they kind of like do this little their little white tail kind of shakes and often it's when they've been startled and as humans we tend to not do that as much regularly with you know unless you kind of consciously are dancing or you know having a movement practice so it felt like it might just be a fun thing to add on that that um that could release anything that's come up through the practice um because obviously you're being mindful you're connecting with with the with your senses with what's going on around you but of course the mind is always ticking along and at play and so some things might come up that might be emotional or, or triggering or like good or bad and so the idea at the end of it to kind of just shake it all off and then to sort of transition into the next part of of the day um and and any kind of any kind of movement you could you know do some star jumps um but shaking just feels like a very um symbolic kind of just shaking it out from the ends of your fingertips so so that's where that kind of fourth stage came in and I'm, i love hearing that you did it and that it also made you smile <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely made me giggle uh and i look I, and um i mean I, my dog was attacked by a badger uh, a few months ago and afterwards he did exactly that he shook it off afterwards um and you know and then it was as if nothing had happened he got rid of, of the trauma very very easily the, the badges seem fine too and then and I, and I know that actually there, there are some people who use this practice to help people treat ptsd so you know it's, it's quite well documented that there's 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 really good benefit to it um i just love the fact that you know we're out in nature being pixies and now we're shaking it off and you said <laughs> make, make a noise if you feel like it and my noise was giggling that's the truth <laughs> I, I i was laughing at myself and laughing at you know the experience but actually i felt great i felt great because of it because there's a lightness that came with it and there was a release, you know, so, um, and I, I, you know, I think one of the things that is incredibly prevalent in society these days is that we often take ourselves a bit too seriously. And I certainly didn't during that shaking it out. So I enjoyed it. How was your shaking, Jim? Did you get, did you get it on? I, I did. I think mine was a slightly more conscious shake. Uh, I'm not sure I let go as much as I should, but we are still in that week. So maybe I, maybe I need to go and do some more sort of releasey, liberatey shakiness and see what happens. Hell yeah. Just be it's careful if you're up the tree, Jim. That's I will, mate. I'll wait till I come down yeah. the ladder, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I feel like this is definitely the week to dial up the shaking, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It makes me giggle. So look, I, look so we, look, we've had a fantastic week with you. Uh, well, month, sorry, with you, Emily. It's, it's been really good. It's very much, um, you know, a, a connection to something we really believe in. Um, so you do lots of work with lots of people and you have, you know, quite profound experiences out in nature. 
and and I, I know I know a lot of the stuff is like staying out in nature overnight and you know spending more time in it. Um, if if you were to you know give some of our listeners some advice on you know if they they enjoy this experiment and and they'd like to do more of it, what would you what would you give them some top tips on what to do next? Um, I so anyone who's done this experiment who if who wants to continue, I think I think just to continue doing it would, would be mm. amazing. Um, and even lengthening that time that you spend outdoors. I mean, 20 minutes is great. And I kind of, you know, I've gone from sort of saying two minutes, but I, I think it is a case of any practice is building it up and, um, and, and carving it out as something that is, is a non-negotiable as well. I think it's very easy for these things, which, you know, we know benefit us to 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 fall off the radar as soon as they um or fall off the priority list as, as soon as life gets kind of busy um but of course we know the that it opens up it actually ends up opening up space in the long run so i think like even putting it in your calendar as as the time which is for you to go out um there's um there's something I'm reading a really good um, good book at the moment by an, a great thinker and writer and um, activist in the in the kind of nature space, um, and um, he's called Richard Louvre. I'm sure you've probably heard of him. And he's uh, one of his books is called Vitamin N, and it's it's Vitamin Nature, and um, I mean it's a fantastic book. But in this book, he's got like 500 ways that you can connect with nature, whether whatever age you are, um, and so I think it's about thinking of other ways for yourself as well that you would enjoy being with nature um but also a great one is to write yourself out like a little prescription obviously like the nhs i think in this country now a lot of gps are actually prescribing mm. nature so could can, can we do that for ourselves we must give ourselves the permission to write out like a, a bit of a prescription for yourself um and to just it doesn't necessarily need to be far from your house i think there's i think is exploring what the barriers are to maybe not doing it and not going and being really honest with ourselves like the weather we often say we haven't got the right gear like are there ways that we can support ourselves um so that we do feel more more prepared um yeah <laughs> mm. useful right. tips yeah myself and jim we were we've been out in amsterdam this week doing an event and um you know, we, we could have easily got in a, in a cab to go across town to the venue and um, we decided to go over there and walk and and, and on the way back, it chucked it down. And, and we were like, nope, we're walking, we're walking. And actually, I'm really glad we did, you know, because we were out in the canals, we got a sense of where we we're at. There's, there's actually some lovely trees, you know, throughout Amsterdam. And, and it was something that we could have so easily missed if we'd have just gone for comfort. And um, unfortunately, we had the right kit um, which is important because when you do, you know, there's no excuses there. But I, I think, I think sometimes just having that extra push um, to remind ourselves that actually it doesn't need to be that hard. You know, we've got opportunities every day, really, just to spend a bit more time outside. Um, and actually, if you can bake it in so that you know you have a good conversation with a mate, you're doing something out there that's got some meaning to your life whilst you're enjoying it, then you can only win, right? You can only win. Jim, any other observations from you from this month of? The living projects and getting out. Getting I mean, my—I've already shared mine. I think the important thing is just to remember it's out there. It's free. It's very accessible. No matter where you are, you just gotta, you know, prioritize it as as Emily says, and just have a few techniques up your sleeve. Be that uh, breathing or or whatever, just to sort of help yourself slow down. 
and uh, without an agenda and then you will find the agenda or you know you'll get the energy that you need to uh, to answer the reason that you went out in the first place so um yeah i i think definitely prioritizing it taking a little bit more time than you think you need and leave your phone somewhere else <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and I, I there's this this thing of like you know losing your phone for a better connection and I think not even if you know you're going to be safe and you're not going to find you don't actually need your phone just like it's like severing something isn't it just leaving it so it's not even a temptation um yeah I think um I think also coming back to the senses for me a really big one is touch and I think actually by just touching like the the trees, the grass, whatever it is that's near us, that is an instant plugging in. And I think in a world where so much is actually not, you know, we can be here and we feel like we're experiencing the world to actually put your hands onto something. I think that it feels like a very instant, mm. almost slightly not lost, but I think it's something that we tend to do the least. We tend to, you know, sights first, and then it's probably hearing, mm. um, and maybe and maybe smell. But um, I feel like that. I feel like exploring the world as if, as if that was your only sense um, would will only continue to open up the the awe, the wonder, the joy um, with the experience. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, I mean, being the hippie that I am, I was watching something this week about us filling up with electrons and actually trees, touching trees is a way of doing it, having pets, being out in nature, getting sun on your face. These are all ways that we can replenish ourselves, you know, like a battery getting recharged. So, um, so yeah, more touch, that is for sure. And, and just, you know, just rolling around using all your senses and going, oh, aren't we lucky to be alive? That's what nature does for me. And um, look, Emily, thank you so much uh, for playing with us this month. We've really enjoyed it. I know we're going to be doing more playing, because because uh, it just feels too good not to. So I'm looking forward to that. And thank you for setting what was a wonderful energy experiment. My pleasure. And yeah, look forward to seeing where this goes. And yeah, and um, enjoy the shaking this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Emily. For sure. Thanks, Emily. Thank you.